Welcome to the Pink Cloud Podcast. In this weekly podcast, we offer a supportive space where women share their personal experiences of getting sober and navigating sobriety while being young. In each episode, we deliver an amazing combination of heart-to-hearts and informative interviews with sober women without judgment. This podcast is about of necessity for like-minded women trying to seek and maintain sobriety while achieving more in their lives. Whether it's in sobriety, relationships, career, spirituality, mental health, or health and wellness. Created with sobriety, recovery, and sisterhood in mind, the Pink Cloud Podcast unites the voices of phenomenal women as we share deep and inspiring conversations of hope for a bright future. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Pink Cloud Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa H., and today we're talking about religion and spirituality. We'll be discussing the difference between spirituality and religion and what that means for your 12-step recovery program. I have Gloria here to share some of her insight and thoughts on the topic. So welcome, Gloria. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing so good. You know, I don't think I even told you this, but when you recorded your episode of your two year, I think it was back in a couple months ago, May, I think May, 2022. So when you recorded the episode, I got a ton of great feedback from the listeners. I love it. Yeah. They loved you. Everyone loved you. And we had a ton of downloads. And so it was a great episode. So I'm so happy to bring you back and have you share again. Thank you. I was so nervous, you know, (laughs) and it's like when you chair a meeting, you can do it so many times. And for some reason, right when you get on, you know, you get this ball of nerves and you're like fumbling over your words. And then once it gets going, you get in the groove and you feel good. But this time I feel like our higher powers connected us and it's really fear. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'll tell the listeners, okay, I was having Gloria on the show and somebody else canceled. And I said, okay, we need to get Gloria back on here. So I sent Gloria a list of some of the topics that I had lined up. And she sent me a text and said, how about higher power spirituality? And I said, oh my gosh, that's perfect because I've been on this kick as well. So I feel like you're absolutely right. Our higher powers aligned and this episode was absolutely supposed to happen. And there are no coincidences. I believe that nothing is a coincidence in life like nothing at all. And so it's absolutely perfect that you're here today, everything lined up and yeah, I'm excited. So, okay. I'll share a little bit about this weekend, you know, why I've been on the spirituality, higher power kick, and it's nothing like too crazy or too important, but so I went to a meeting and it was a bonfire meeting on the beach and, you know, looking out at the sunset and it's just beautiful pink sky and there's birds flying by and I'm totally like at peace. I'm watching the flames of the bonfire and the speaker starts and he's talking about what other than spirituality and religion. And it was just such a perfect, absolute perfect setting because I can sometimes get in that space where I doubt my higher power. It's usually when I'm an ego, right? It's usually when I'm feeling like trying to control everything myself. And so the more I try and grab and control, the less I let go, my higher power takes a back seat. And I'm just like, I need to do this. I need to do that. And so it was a beautiful, perfect setting. And so it kind of set this whole thing in motion. So we're on this, like, now I'm back in the flow and at one with the universe and feeling, definitely feeling the higher power work in my life. And so, yeah, so I'm, it's amazing feeling. 
It is. And that's so beautiful. I'm glad that you set the visual. You know, sometimes we need that. We need those little aha moments to bring us back and center us. You know, when I first surrendered, I mean, there you go. There's a higher power because how many times did we try to control our drinking and couldn't let go of the drink until we finally surrendered? Mm -hmm. And then we're like, okay, wait, that was something bigger than me. Absolutely. That comes over us as drinkers, as alcoholics, however you identify yourself, that, you know, you can't do this anymore. And you start seeing a different way in a different light. And for many of us, well, I shouldn't speak for many of us, but for myself, I grew up Catholic, right? Same Um, here. Like I was baptized. I went to catechism. I did reconciliation. I did my communion, blah, 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 blah. Same here. And then we went to church for Easter and holiday and whatever. And then you just kind of go, okay, well, that's it. Right. And it was a fearful God. And that was, yes. Same here. I was going to hell. Oh girl, me too. I I was going to hell. I was so afraid. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, there was, yeah, there was a point I was like, I'm going to burn in hell. And I was so afraid because I was raised with that. And it wasn't even from my parents. I think it was just from the church and catechism and being around it. And my grandmother was just this mean Catholic woman, right? She was so mean. She was like, just like, you're going to go to hell if you do this and this and mortal sin. And she judged people and all the people. And I mean, I'm like, there's no way, there's no way in hell that I'm making it to heaven. Like there's absolutely no way I'm going to eat like linger in purgatory forever. And then I'm going to go to hell because there's no way that I didn't check all the boxes. Right. And so that was my belief system too. And it's crazy. I was raised Catholic, but I don't believe in hell now. It was weird. I had this and it's just through my recovery program and discovering my spirituality. I don't believe in hell. I had one day where I'm like, there's no hell. It doesn't resonate with me. Non-truth. I'm going to take that out. And I threw it away and I did. And I truly do not in my core believe in hell. I don't even believe in heaven. What I believe in is reincarnation. So I believe that we have missions on this life, that we're souls that are brought here and soul families, and we reincarnate to learn lessons and to help other people. And I believe that part of my journey is, you know, my alcoholism and recovering and then helping other women, other people. But I mean, I say women, cause I'm just like a girl's girl and I, you know, guys are cool, whatever, but you know, I'm more of like a, you know, helping other women is kind of like my mission in this lifetime is to help other people. But yeah, all of that religion was just in such like a box for me. It was like, check. Oh, if you did this check, 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 you're going to hell. I don't believe that. Like, I don't think I'm a bad person. And I used to think I was a bad person. I really, I would cry at night thinking I'm such a terrible person in our disease, especially that is we live in this constant fear and this constant cycle and it is not a good place to be. So I really think I was just stuck in purgatory for so many years, Mm -hmm. right? It was just living. I was, what is that saying? Like I wasn't a human being. I was a human doing and all I was picking up another drink. So every night I did this pleading and begging, right. Broken promises who my higher power is. I call God. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'll do it different. Right. But I was, still trying to control. So everything yeah. was a control issue because I didn't have any willingness to change my behavior and what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's huge. <laughs> and be about me. So, okay, then I'm going to hell. Fuck it. 
I'm going to yeah. buy me another drink. I'm going to die anyway. And yep. that's the way I lived my life. And it's so sad, you know, and it wasn't until I got sober and I accepted a higher power and realized that I'm in such a good place spiritually that I don't need the conformed idea of religion yes. to connect me to a power greater than myself. Oh, right. Beautiful. I'm able to sit here and tell you that like, I am not going to go to bed tonight worrying about if I am going to hell anymore. Yeah. I know that I live a clean, good, honest life and I'm living that on a daily basis and I no longer live in fear, you know, and if I go to a fearful place, I'm able to pause, to reflect and then have the spirit with the breath. And my thing really, really helps me make a connection to get out of self. And I think it's really important. It took me a while to do that, right? Because everybody has an idea of what meditation is Mm -hmm. and you're going to sit and you're going to have this mm, moment Mm -hmm. and and it doesn't always have to be that way. And it takes practice, right? It's mindfulness. You know, really what meditation is, is just that mindfulness. So sometimes, so I have a pretty dedicated meditation practice and sometimes it is just being mindful about something. And because my mind's running wild and I am trying. And when you, the more you try, the harder sometimes it gets. And then other times I sit down and I'm just like connected and I'm getting messages and I'm like breathing. And next thing I know, 30 minutes has passed and, you know, I'm in this deep meditation and I come out of it and I'm like, Oh, the world's beautiful and I'm connected to spirit. And so, yeah, it does fluctuate with meditation. It's that's why it's called a meditation practice. It's not perfect. It's, you know, it's continual and gradual. And there are some times in my meditation practice, I can get into the zone so quickly. And other times it's like, you know, I'm sitting there for five minutes and my heart's pounding <laughs> because, I, because I can't like Hello, calm myself universe. down. Are you there? <laughs> I am calling out to you and you are not responding. And then we make it all about us again. I do the same thing. Yeah. And, and there's sometimes where I have nothing to say at all. I have nothing to give out. And those are the moments when I am just really willing to receive. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, and it may be anger, it may be fear, it may be judgment, it may be resentment, it may be all of my worst character defects right in front of me that are blocking me. But what I've learned mm-hmm. is to embrace those, right? Yes. So like, okay, I see you. I hear you fear. Please help me get through this. I love you, Gloria. I am here with you. I am connected to my higher power, to the universe with my breath. I am willing to let it go. Just guide me through this, whatever it's supposed to be. Guide me through this. And there are days where my guidance and how it's being is not how I planned it at all. And everything is going wrong. Nothing is going (laughs) the way that I wanted it. Or so you think, right? Or so you think it's wrong. So you think. But really, is it? I have to sometimes if I'm in traffic and I'm running late and I'm frustrated, I have to think, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be there at that time because something bad would happen. So that's something I always have to remind myself when I'm like, it's not going my way. Well, something better could be on the other side for my higher power, you know? Well, in sobriety, we're able to see the blessings even on the worst day. Right. And so that's the blessing from that. Okay. So I'm in traffic, but if there's an accident, you know, 10 miles in front of me, that could have been me. So thank you, universe, God, whatever you call your higher power for that moment. Like I'm alive and yeah. 
here. And, and my I- prayers, like during drinking were not like that <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. I had like, it was the 911, you know, kind of like you were sharing a little bit. It was like, okay, get me through this. There was no, without a willingness to change. So mine was always like, okay, Santa Claus, like come for, you know, instead of like God, it was like, okay, bring me this. And I promise I'll be better. Or, okay. If I get out of this, I'd always like bargain with my higher power with God, right. With God, not with my higher power. I'd bargain with this idea of a God that I had in my mind, my childhood God, I'd say, okay, hi, excuse me. Excuse me. Hi. It's me. Can you get me out of this? And then I'll do this instead. It was always like this arrangement. And so it was crazy that the very first time I stopped drinking, cause I mentioned, so I, I originally stopped drinking, went out for six months and came back in, but, and then I've been sober ever since, but the very first time I quit drinking, I had been on this like binge and I'd been drinking for a couple of days. I barely slept the night. Actually, I don't think I slept the night before. And so then it's like Sunday late afternoon. And I was still like awake because I couldn't sleep. So I was just up and, you know, I was done. I was like at my bottom and I knew that I couldn't keep going on like this. I'm like, there's no fucking way I can go one more day of doing this. It was like just this complete horrible bottom that I hit. And what I did is I reached out to my childhood God, right? I started saying the rosary because I'm Catholic, you know, I was raised Catholic too. So I started saying the rosary, started praying and it didn't happen immediately. Well, I guess it did happen immediately. So I said the rosary, I was praying. And then someone came over and was like, what is wrong with you? Like you need help. And for the first time I said, yes, you're right. And so I think God put that person in my life and he took me to rehab and he said, you need help. I'm going to take you to where do you need to go? And I said, I think, I don't know if he said it or I said it, but I was agreeable for the first time ever. I was the very first time it was like, everything worked. And it's because I prayed because I hit bottom. I had to surrender. Cause I was like, okay, there's nothing else. And for the first time I meant it. I was like, I am done. Please, please, please help me God. And he did my higher power delivered. He brought someone over like that looked me in the face and I had to look him back in the eyes. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? Like you need help. And he was sincere and genuine. And I could just see the fear in his eyes. And I mirrored that back because I was afraid of myself too. And I was afraid of the things I'd been doing. And I was afraid of my behavior and I was just being reckless. And I'm surprised I'm alive, honestly, with the things I was doing and just the absolute insanity of the shit that I was doing. I actually, (laughs) yeah, I had my backpack or backpack suitcase packed and I was headed driving to Las Vegas. I was going to drive down there like from, you know, Stockton, California. Like that is insane in the middle of the night. It's like 3am. I was calling people and I was like, oh, we go to Vegas. And they're like, it's the middle of the night. Like, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? And then I've heard enough of, I think of the, what is wrong with you? But when I would hear that before, like, like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. What's wrong with you? Like, you don't want to party. Can't keep up with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I'm going to Vegas. Like, hello. What do you mean? You don't want to go. What's wrong with you? You have the problem, not me. You know, I think in that surrendering moment and that God moment, right? When we want to get sober, that Mm -hmm. gift of desperation happens right there. That is our first spiritual experience. We don't don't know really what's going on yet. But if you look back 
at that moment when you said, okay, this is it. And you did all of those things and you surrendered, you gave it up. It really is such a beautiful place to be. That's like, step three, right? Yeah. I mean, that is, that's, that's turning my will and my life over to my higher power. That's what it is. And I really, I truly did, you know, and I'm like, okay, like, this is it. I'm done. And I was talking to someone yesterday about this and the happiest I've ever been, believe it or not, I had done step three and I was broke. Okay. So I had no money. I was in rehab at the time. I was broke, you know, just completely like at the lowest part, just financially, spiritually, all of this stuff, right? Like picture this, you know, so I, I, yeah. So I had $20, right. So I would go buy a pack of cigarettes. I think they were like $5 at the time. They're probably way more now. I don't smoke anymore, but so I'd go buy a pack of cigarettes. So I had $20 bill. Like that's what I would kind of live off of. Like I'd get 20 here, 20 there, right. Buy a pack of cigarettes. I'd put the rest in gas, you know, and I'd go to meetings and I was in outpatient rehab at the time. And I was so happy because I was just hopeful because I trusted my higher power. I had hope. I knew not even hope. I just, I knew, like I knew, like I knew that everything was going to be okay. And it was, and it is okay. Cause I've been sober since then. And I had that feeling of peacefulness and the feeling of really, and what it is, is it's trusting that something else is in control and not me. Because I get so burnt out trying to run the show. I get so tired. It's so much easier to just be like, okay, I'm really not in control. There's something bigger than me, whatever it may be. Okay. Whether it's Jesus, Buddha, whoever, whatever you want to call it, the universe, whoever it is, there's something to control other than me. And I don't have to run the whole world. It's such that peacefulness and that serenity that I get from there. And that was the happiest, I swear, the most peaceful I've ever been in my life is like rock bottom, you know, buying smokes and like getting gas money and barely, you know, my tank would go on E and I'd put a little bit of and I'm still like, I was so happy. Well, sobriety really offers you the opportunity to be happy, joyous, and free. Yes. And we were blocked for so many years because we were self yes. unwilling, right? Yep. We wanted to control. We wanted to live the way we wanted to live. And we weren't ever going to accept help from anyone else, let alone a higher power, you know? And then I start working a program. I start doing these things practicing, right? Practicing prayer, Mm -hmm. practicing meditation. And I I opened the big book and the big book's talking about God. And it made me uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. then I go back to there's only a fearful God that I know. And then it breaks it down. And then I'm sitting in meetings and it's like, no, a God of your understanding. And someone gave me a good analogy of like a doorknob. And every time you turn the knob, you're turning into a new chapter of your life. And it can be anything, you know, whatever you can create around you and the power greater than yourself to believe in something. And for the first time in my life, there was like this weight lifted off of my shoulders, right? I no longer carry this and do this alone. I did it alone for way too many years and it didn't work. So now I have this opportunity and then how beautiful it is, is like, we have an opportunity then to pay it forward to other people. And then we get to share with them what we're experiencing and what we're doing. Yeah. Because yes, I came in with the same doubts, like you mentioned that, Oh God. And you know, Oh, they're mentioning God. I wasn't necessarily turned off, but I was like, I didn't, I overthink things. Right. I try to analyze whatever. And I thought, 
okay, if God is so great and I'm going to turn it over, well, how come he didn't just make me sober to begin with? That was my rationale, such a, just a selfish alcoholic thinking. Cause I was just like, well, if he could do this. So what I did, so I resigned from the debating committee and I decided that this group of drunks that I knew that were sober was my higher power. So I could believe And what I did believe it was just a little baby step coming in and getting sober was that God brought me to this recovery group and I met the right people because it wasn't a coincidence. So then I believe that. And I believe that this group of people was my higher power because it was something greater than me because it wasn't me. I obviously didn't know. Like I said, I'd come in before and relapsed and went back out and the same people were still there when I came back in. And they weren't nearly as like fucked up as I was. And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to listen. And so that's what I use, like a little piecemeal, you know, a little tiptoeing. And okay, I believe that there's something bigger than me. I think he brought me here. So then I'll just, I'll decide on that. Okay. Like that's where I started at. Right. And, and then quickly I was like, all right, higher power, praying, meditating, you know, like the whole thing, like that. It didn't take me long, but when I came in, it was like, huh, I don't know. Let me think about this. Let me be, you know, rational about this. This doesn't go textbook. Now I don't care. It's not me. I don't care. You're an alcoholic and you still want to control <laughs> your life and you want to control the way things are supposed to be, you know? And so let me dissect this and let me break it down and let me make it work according to how I want it to work. Well, that's not how the universe aligns us, yeah, right? No. And so the universe aligns us in a certain way. And then it's the willingness and what we're willing to accept. And, yeah. you know, today, that's just how I live my life. And when things feel chaotic and out of control, like I said, the spirit of the breath is so important and it moves me. And I'm able to sit and go like, okay, I have this five minutes to myself. Let me see what's brought in front of me and let me just accept it. The good, the bad, the ugly. You know, Mm -hmm. and then I'm okay with it. It's what, and, and then there's also a lesson to be learned. So I'm having a terrible day, right? I did all the things I prayed and I meditated in the morning. I read, you know, upon awakening, I get a gratitude list. I reached out to myself. I did all of the things. Why am I having the shitty day? Why are things not going the way that they're supposed to? No, I had an order and I wanted it like this and somebody screwed it up. No, that's me. I am in my own way. I am able to pause and reflect and see my part, you know, and then I look at things also. And so if it's an annoyance, if it's an attitude adjustment, and I'm talking about from somebody else towards me and I take out. Then I'm looking and I'm going, okay, wait, that's a reflection of who I used to be. That's God showing me, Gloria, those are your behaviors. You're pissed off because you see a reflection of you right now and you got to knock that off. That's and then always like, how it goes, right? right? Isn't it? It's so annoying too to be self-aware sometimes. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, because once we're self-aware and once we're practicing this program and doing the thing, we see something pop up, a defect of character. And we're like, okay, that's why. That's why she's bothering me because she's like the old me. She's like me right now. She's what I don't like and she's doing it. And so now I have to look at myself and it's not even about anyone else. And it's like, oh my God, self-awareness. It could be so annoying. (laughs) I don't want to see my part, but I realize (laughs) I have to, but yes, you're right. Sometimes it is so annoying. You know, it was (laughs) 
the other day, my son, we had a discussion on religion and, you know, I did all the things with him that as Catholics are supposed to do when Mm -hmm. he was younger. And, you know, we were talking, we were just having a religious conversation and he came back to me a couple of days and he said, mom, I have to talk to you about something. And I'm like, oh gosh, what is it? And he goes, the other day you asked me if, you know, I'm religious and I think that I'm more spiritual and he goes, but I don't want to disappoint you or make you upset because I know that you go to like these Bible studies and you're always carrying around the Bible, but you asked me and I need to be honest. And I said, son, that is not the Bible. That is the big book of (laughs) (laughs) I am spiritual with you. We are on a spiritual plane together. We do not have to conform to what I love that. And he was like, I thought you were carrying around a Bible. I thought you were going to Bible study when you said book study, you know, and I was, we were cracking up, but you know, that I love that, that we have that connection in our home, right? Yes. My higher power has blessed me with kids who can come to me and speak their truth and honesty and not be fearful because guess what? This Gloria is not full of any judgment, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, no, you're doing it wrong. No, you have to do it this way. If you don't do it like that, you're going to hell. Absolutely not. Do you believe in something greater than yourself, son? Right? Do you know where to turn to? Because if you don't, then it's like Satanism. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of like the basis of it, right? Like if it's not something greater than yourself and you think it's only you. Right. Let me back it up. I do want to hear that you believe in something spiritual. <laughs> but you know, just to be able to have that conversation with my kids and just to be honest with them and then, you know, to say whatever you choose, like I am okay with. I just need you to know that there is something that you can turn to, right? That you can believe in something. And like I told him in that conversation, the conversation that we're having right now is the universe aligning us, right? We're having this conversation about God, about religion, about a higher power. For someone else to listen to, for other people that can listen to it and maybe they're in doubt or maybe they have the same upbringing, you know, the Catholic upbringing there right now. I'm like, oh, there is no hell. So it's like, oh, maybe there's not something that we can share and give back to other people because that's what it's all about. It is. It's about paying it forward. And I've never been able to do that as honestly and as like thoughtful as I could today, you know, because I no longer live in that self-centered place, you know, and I always want to be like, my sponsor tells me like rigorous honesty, like you are really good at that. Like you can notice like your part and then you tell the truth on yourself. And I do it because I want to rest my head easy at night. I don't want to go to bed with that shit, right? I don't want to go and lay down and be like, I fucked up today, you know, blaming everybody else, pointing the finger. And then I'm not in a solution. And I think it's so important to like, practice these principles in all of my affairs. Do what I know what works for me. It may not work for somebody else and that's okay too, but this is what works for me. So right now in this moment, what I've realized that I'm doing on a daily basis, this is I'm reading upon awakening when I wake up in the morning. I'm praying and I'm meditating, usually off a daily reflection. And then from there, you know, I'll start my day. I pause when needed. I 
also the spirit of the breath. That's what I mean when I pause, you know, and I take that moment and it may just be a minute alone, right in my car in the garage before I walk in the house. Yeah, that moment to reconnect and just recollect a minute of mindfulness will do is like, you know, recentering the entire body. And how the universe aligns me today, like this morning, I laid outside on my yoga mat, the birds were chirping, there was a light breeze, you know, the sun was like peeking in through the trees. And, you know, I'm laying there and I'm connected and the grass is like kissing underneath my hands. And the sun is giving me just this warmth and this glow. And I'm appreciating the birds singing to me and all of these things that I wasn't able to be aware of in my disease. I was blocked from the beauty of just nature. I was blocked from the beauty of this universe. And now it's like, I'm digging my hands in the dirt. That's another practice. Like I'm pulling weeds, right. I'm putting my hands in the soil. I'm pulling the old out and planting the new and I'm watering it and I'm watching it grow. And that is helping me turn over a new leaf and whatever that situation may be. Mm -hmm. And I used to hate getting dirty. And I used to hate the feeling of water on me because I always had to pee. (laughs) 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 I couldn't drive and drink it all day. (laughs) And you know, and so now it's like I'm nurturing things in other ways that's also connect. And like I just got back from vacation and we were in Tahoe where, you know, there's gambling and there's casinos and there's I'm going there this weekend. It was so beautiful. And we, I love it there. we went up to heavenly and we did like a really great hike. My husband's always like, why do you get me lost from everybody? (laughs) (laughs) So far out and, you know, but he just lets me go because it's my moment in nature just appreciating the beauty of what everything has. Like I'm getting these gifts back, right? There's these little blessings and these little gifts. And then we went to the lake and like, I'm just taking in the fresh air and the water on my toes and the sand under my skin. And I love that. Like, I love that. And so, you know, higher power universe, mother nature, the moon, the stars, the sky, the water, it just all means so much to me today. And, you know, I just want to encourage people to just find that path, whatever it looks like for you. It's just a beautiful place to be in sobriety. And we have the freedom to inner peace now. We have it. It's at our fingertips. It's right there. All we have to do is pick up the spiritual toolkit. Yeah. Yeah. So Gloria, thank you so much for sharing. We'll wrap it up. And for all the listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you can give us a like and drop a comment and please review our podcast and stay tuned for more next week. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the pink cloud podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode.